This is the Bible Quizzer Podcast. Thank you so kindly for joining us. I am Colin Baggett. Today, I'm going to give just a quick review of the Blue Ridge Invitational 2023 that happened this past weekend in Shelby, North Carolina. A huge thanks to Mr. George Wood and Mr. David Douglas, along with Ambassador Baptist College for hosting the tournament. We had a great time, saw a field of nine teams, and some really solid quizzing. So without further ado, I'll jump right in. The results are actually already available on the website, so you can see those 1 through 9. I will just start from the bottom and work my way towards the top and give an overall impression of what I thought of the teams, then just a um, real brief overview of the tournament, my overall impressions there. So coming in ninth place was Greenville 2, or Church of Greenville 2 out of Greenville, South Carolina. They were not planning to attend the tournament originally. I think that contributes to them finishing ninth. They knew their material, just were not uh, not as prepared as some of the other teams. Don't uh, expect a whole lot out of that team. And moving on, let's see here. We've got eighth place, Community 2. This team was definitely the younger of the two community teams. They knew their material. They were led by Nathaniel Floyd and Mr. Rose. I think they will be a team that, as a ministry, will continue to get better and better the more tournaments they attend. I'll talk more on that later. But especially with Nathaniel Floyd, I see a lot of potential there. I'm not sure exactly how old he is or what grade he's in, but he did a great job. I got to be in several quizzes with them, and I was impressed with Nathaniel. So moving on, we've got seventh place is Community One. Now, Community One, the older team, more senior team from Community in Greenville there. We just talked about their B team. This team is led by Naomi Floyd, who is one of the top quizzers of the tournament. They did a little bit better in the morning round. I think they were, let's see here, they were the sixth seed in the morning and wound up finishing seventh. I feel like that was... um, about where I would have ranked them, maybe a spot or two higher. But again, community not uh, not as experienced in tournaments traditionally, but I think they will continue to improve. Naomi's a very good quizzer, and I would like to see community go to more and more tournaments. I know they're traditionally a PQA team. I've known them for a long time. And uh, exciting things coming in the future of community, so keep it up, community. And then for fifth place, we had a two-way tie. Here's where I'm going to give a little asterisk here. I only saw one quiz for Progress North Carolina the entire day, and that was me being a spectator. I actually never saw McQuanago, Wisconsin, or Progress North Carolina in my room as the quiz master, so I didn't get to see them as much. I know they had a top quizzer. I believe that was Silas Townsend, and they were able to get a high against some teams that were better than them, but I truly don't have very much to say about progress North Carolina other than they finished in a two-way tie for fifth and that means something they did pretty well I know that traditionally this is also a PQA ministry hopefully they come to more and more tournaments and continue to improve statistically it looks like they're led by Silas and if they can build around him assuming he's not a senior they can be pretty good in the future Uh, the other team they tied with in fifth place would have been 
and I'll throw this out here. I was told multiple times that I mispronounced this, so I'm going to spell it out. This team, L-O-G-O-S, from the Greenville, South Carolina area, finished fifth as well. They are led almost 100% by Caleb Davis, a.k.a. the Cinnamon Squirrel. It's a family-driven team, the Davis family mostly. Uh, Caleb accounts for over 90% of their questions. If I had if I had the stats in front of me, I would assume he would account for over 90% of their questions. The rest of the team seems to know uh, what material they have, but it's clear that Caleb has a much, much greater amount of material, and he knows it well. I think he would be probably a top 10 quizzer in the country, and... I think the the ceiling for them is how much they can string together outside of Caleb. So that's a team that is very much led by one quizzer. I think for him, I'm not sure, again, what grade he's in, but if they can get some support and build around Caleb, that's a team that for this next season over Matthew, if Caleb were to get all of Matthew, that team could really rise in the rankings. Moving on, fourth place. I'll camp here a second. This was the first time that old paths has been to a tournament to my knowledge since uh this calendar year um i know they were telling me about a tournament they went to in virginia that was part of odacs the old dominion association of christian schools that fairfax virginia won but I was also told that for that tournament they split their teams. It wasn't the typical setup that we would see for old paths. This team I was really eager to see because last year they were ranked very high and virtually lost no one off their team. They were the team that went the second farthest without receiving a low, only behind McQuanago, the tournament of the champions overall. And I felt that Old Paz looked a little sluggish, but that they were a better-than-fourth-place team at this tournament. I definitely think the more tournaments that they attend, the better they're going to be. I think your ceiling is kind of low whenever it's just practice. Now, I, I don't know... Uh, you know, for one reason or another, why they weren't at Athens or CI, it's beside the point. But I think they came out, and I was impressed with how they looked. It's just that at times they looked a little sluggish or slower and not as engaged as some of the teams ahead of them, and I think that has to do with not being at as many tournaments. That's just a theory. But that team is led by Alyssa. However, um, Alyssa was not, uh, you know, miles ahead for them individually, if I'm not mistaken. I think that whole team has the potential to answer questions in any given quiz. You know, I know in one quiz that I had with them, which isn't a great data point i think everyone on the team maybe one person on the team didn't answer a question so they have depth and they can do what it takes do they have it in the tank to beat some of the teams ahead of them yeah i as i said earlier i think they're better than fourth place at this tournament if i were going to rank them i would not rank them above maquanago or falls wisconsin 
I would go back and forth for a long time as to whether or not I would rank them above Ridgeview. I probably would rank them above Greenville, but I just don't know how to explain Old Paths. They were a great team, and I think they had the capacity to maybe even win the tournament, but something just seemed a little bit off. And if they're going to be at Squanet and AACS, I think they're going to be a top-two team at both of those tournaments potentially. Um, AACS, Falls is not a member of. McQuanago is. I'm going to go on the record and say that for AACS, the two teams that you'll see in the championship will be McQuanago, Wisconsin and Old Paths, Pennsylvania. So look for that to look for that to be a possible matchup there. I think for the teams that are or the states that are going to be sending teams to ACS, I think Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, those are the two you want to watch out for. That should be an interesting matchup at ACS if my prediction is correct. All right, moving on, third place Church of Greenville 1. This team I was very excited to see. This team is a lot of fun to watch. Lydia Crosby is their senior. She's the most uh, steady in terms of a high conversion rate, knows the material, but not quite as aggressive as she was last year or dynamic. The one that you could say is the leader of the team would have to be uh, Sam. Sam is a very good quizzer and very aggressive and I think he's also grown a lot this year I watched him at uh, the spectacular tournament back in July he and his uh, his teammate Abby were known as I think their team name was the mini fireballs and they did a great job and have continued to show me that they're for real they're very good quizzers Abby as well on Saturday great quizzer early in the tournament, I know that Sam kept struggling with errors, excessive errors, uh, very low conversion rate it seemed. But in the afternoon, he came on in the quizzes that I was watching uh, after I finished quiz mastering, and I thought Sam was great, very dynamic. I know Lydia Crosby is going to be graduating in May, but next year, I'm telling you, Watch out for Greenville. If Sam and Abby and the supporting cast get double and triple coverage on the Book of Matthew, I think I would pick them to be in the same conversation with a McQuanago or Falls that we're seeing this year. Watch out for Greenville. I don't think uh, at this tournament they were the third best team. I think I would give the edge there to Old Paths. But what happened at the end for them... Sam came on at the right time, and they were able to outlast some teams. I think once they got to the final three, uh, you know they were the you know the third best team of those three remaining teams, and it showed. But that's a team that you know I don't know how far they go at Squanet or ACS, or excuse me at Squanet. They're not part of ACS, but at Squanet, I think they have the potential to be a top three team. I think they're definitely a top five team in the country, maybe a top four team in the country. But I would expect great things for them, especially next year, if they get a lot of coverage on the Book of Matthew. So now I'll move on. Um, second place, I'll kind of tackle McQuanago and Ridgeview at the same time here. So the two teams that made it the farthest were Ridgeview and McQuanago. Kind of a tale of two uh, two teams here. McQuanago proved very early on, in my opinion, and the opinion of 
various coaches that talked to me throughout the day that McQuanago was the best team there, and they were not only uh, getting highs, they were getting strong highs and pulling off to early leads. That kind of told me early on that McQuanago was the best team, and I don't think anybody at the tournament would try to argue otherwise. Contrast that to Ridgeview. Ridgeview started off very strong in the morning and then had a couple rough quizzes that they barely squeaked out middles, and then they took a low pretty early on in the afternoon. What's interesting about Ridgeview is after that low, they seem to get better and better and better and continually improve throughout the day. Until the very last quiz um, that they lost to McQuanago. So, different different path to get there. Um, Ridgeview did beat McQuanago in the first two-team quiz. I don't really think Ridgeview is the better team as I've previously stated I think that was more of a fluke I uh, would say if I recall correctly there were eight or nine errors by McQuanago Lydia really struggled that quiz Nathan really struggled that quiz and McQuanago more or less handed it to Ridgeview so I don't think that was necessarily an indication of Ridgeview being better than McQuanago, I would not rank Ridgeview ahead of McQuanago. I think they have the potential to be better than McQuanago, and if you told me that Ridgeview wins Squanet, I don't really think I'd be surprised at all. I think if they're all three on at the same time, if you tell me that Ben, Blake, and Olivia are all going at it and getting their questions and they keep errors to a minimum, I think Ridgeview's as good as anybody in the country. And to be perfectly honest, they're probably the best team in the country right now as it sits from quizzers one to three, and I mean that. So if the three of them can get on at the same time and they keep those errors to a minimum, they could have won Saturday. They could also win more tournaments. I think with Ridgeview, the number one thing for them is errors and they there's a difference between a good error and just a bad error and they typically run up some bad wins in some situations where it's really unnecessary i don't know that they're losing anyone other than ben so i think if you're looking at next year Again, it's Matthew. If you get a lot of coverage over Matthew, particularly among top quizzers, that can go a long way. So I think if you're Olivia and Blake, knowing that Ben will graduate, and I don't know if she's a senior either. I I don't think so. But that's a team that, again, could be a top two, top three team in the country and be really strong next year. So that's Ridgeview. I think they were probably the third best team there all day but wound up finishing second and they did put a low on McQuanago. I'm not taking anything from them in that I don't discount them for Squanet. I think if they quiz wisely and they don't let go of the progress they've um, built through this season they could shock some people in April and maybe pull off an upset. That's a team that if they quiz very smart, have the potential to beat Falls. If they can quiz smart and they can get Blake, Ben, and Olivia all on at the same time. All right, and 
McQuanago, fantastic job. Came in definitely, uh, I think, left Colorado thinking that they had a chance to beat Falls there. And they came into Blue Ridge showing that outside of Falls, they are the best team in the country. Starting from the top, no surprise here, Lydia Roberts was the top quizzer in the tournament, and she was the second highest quizzer at CI behind Hannah Lynn. I think it's safe to say Lydia is a top two quizzer in the country. There's not really any shock there. Lydia is an amazing quizzer. I am a fan. I will miss uh, her quizzing next season, but I think McQuanago has a shot to beat Falls at Squanet. If their X Factor, I think, isn't so much Lydia, it's Nathan. And let me talk about Nathan a second. This man is in the fourth grade and answers questions like he's junior high or sometimes high school. And I think if you're McQuanago and you can build around that and just keep this going... You know, a lot of quizzers are young at that age, and then they, you know, they turn out there. You know, there's a lot of potential there, and then they just kind of drop off. Nathan in fourth grade reminds me of Hanelin Van Geldren at that age. I think he is phenomenal, answers questions very confidently, and it's apparent to everyone in the room that he knows his material. Being a fourth grader, he sometimes gets a little error-prone and does aggressive things that aren't necessarily wise and you're kind of questioning it in the middle of a quiz where it's unnecessary. Everybody does that. Uh, I sure know I did it, and top quizzers in the country do it. But Nathan is great. And after Nathan, they have depth. Between Matthew and Daniel Roberts and... Forgive me for not knowing the fifth quizzer's name. They all were consistently answering questions. In one quiz in particular I watched, I believe it was Matthew in the Culver's tie, which, shout out to Culver's, best fast food burger chain out there, in my opinion, and love me some cheese curds, and one of those frozen custards to go with it. If you, you know, you're looking for a guy who likes Culver's, and you want to get him Culver's, I'm your guy. So, off that. So, uh, Matthew came off the bench and immediately answered, I believe, two in a row and then one later on in the quiz. If you're coming off the bench and giving your team 60 points, that's impressive and tells me you have depth. And it was in a quiz against other top teams. So, I don't think there's really any argument that the best team didn't win on Saturday. McQuanago was the best team. They're led by Lydia and Nathan. Lydia, unfortunately, is a senior, will be graduating, but Nathan will be here, and hopefully that means great things for McQuanago in the future, and they can build around Nathan and other quizzers as well. I think McQuanago has what it takes this year to beat Falls head-to-head, but it's going to be tough to beat him twice. Uh, one thing I do want to note for kind of going into Squanet here, Falls has yet to receive a low in a three-team quiz. I think in a quiz with a McQuanago and a Ridgeview or a McQuanago and a Greenville or a McQuanago and Old Paz, there's the potential to beat Falls, but it's no easy task. So 
We'll see how that happens at Squanit. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend Squanit. I will say that this was my last event for this season to see. Hopefully, I can get in touch with someone who will be able to live stream or provide some kind of coverage. But I'm very excited um, for the conclusion of this season coming up. That's going to be Monday, April the 10th. That'll be held in Taylor, South Carolina. If you'd like more information on that, please reach out to me. It's Cullen, C-U-L-L-E-N, at BibleQuizzer.net. I can put you in touch with people who can get you information on that tournament. Having said that, I referenced next year a lot in this because I will not be at Squanet. I am very excited for the next year. I hope to have some exciting announcements coming up that we'll wait and announce after Squanet and AACS. But I am eager for next season. I love the Book of Matthew. I think it's a game changer in terms of the size. But also uh, excited for new teams to come up. And looking forward to it. So, that was your quick little recap of the Blue Ridge Invitational 2023. It was a great tournament. Looking forward to next year already. And looking forward to future tournaments. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, comments, or emotional outbursts, please email me, cullen at biblequizzer.net. Thank you so kindly for listening to this podcast. This has been the Bible Quizzer Podcast. See ya.